Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. Welcome and hello. Now, before we begin, I have some news to share with you. This week, I have been speaking with my book editor, which is super duper exciting. Now, some of you may already be aware that I made the decision last year to write a book with the goal of completing the first draft by the end of 2021, which I did achieve. Now, I'm on to phase two, which is the editing. I have absolutely no experience when it comes to writing a book um, or putting it out there. So it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. I feel really passionate about. So I took action and I'm, if I'm honest, I'm working it out as I go. The reason I mention this is because today's episode is all about the top five principles for coaching. So whilst this is about coaching, these principles apply to life. So I'm talking about your own life and the interaction that you have with others. I personally have applied these principles more than ever over the last 12 months. Now, there are in fact 15 of them. And some of them have been more relevant over the last 12 months to me than others. So today I'm going to be sharing with you five of the top 15 principles. So they are they are top five and there are 10 other ones that are also really, really great. <laughs> Maybe I'll share those with you at a later date. Now, whether you are an accredited coach or not, most people find themselves at some point in a position where they're managing people helping people, be that friends, colleagues, family, people that you interact with in general. So these principles can be applied across the board and specifically in coaching. They allow you really to adopt a mindset that ensures that you as the coach are able to operate from a place of non-judgment and flexibility in your approach, which then in turn assists your clients in getting the best results possible. So they really are worth knowing and using. So what are these principles then? In NLP, they are known as the presuppositions, which are in simple terms, convenient beliefs. They're a mindset that if you choose to take on as being true, will enhance your chances of success in whatever form that may be to you. Now, here's the thing. Even if you don't fully believe them, You can just pretend that they're true and notice how different you feel when you do that. So let's dive on in and have a look at what principle number one is. So principle number one, then there is no failure, only feedback. I'll say it again. There is no failure, only feedback. Or to put it another way, you cannot fail. You can only ever learn. Whether we're talking about this as a coach or about your own life, This principle gives you permission to get things wrong. One of the biggest stumbling blocks and hurdles that prevent people from really going for what they want is the fear that they will fail, that they'll mess up, that they'll do something incorrectly. So rather than doing it and failing, they just don't do it at all. So by adopting the presupposition, the belief that there is no failure, there's only ever feedback, you can expect to go out there and get it wrong and just take it as a learning curve. The key in that 
is to take on the feedback. Because if you continue repeating the behaviour and it continues not to work, then the feedback is there for you, but maybe you're not taking it on board. So if ever anything goes wrong, just allow yourself to ask the question, what can I learn from this and what will I do differently next time? And it's the same with your clients, particularly if you're setting your clients tasks to go out there and stretch themselves, get outside of their comfort zone, they can expect to mess up. And this allows them to know that it's okay to do that. And you can guide them through the process of learning so they can adapt their behavior the next time. So principle number one, there is no failure, only feedback. Principle number two, then, everyone already has the resources they need to succeed and to achieve their desired outcomes. I love this one so much. I am going to say it again. Everyone already has the resources they need to succeed and to achieve their desired outcomes. So what this principle is saying that if you are able to consider something that you want, So if it's in your thoughts, if it's within your neurology, then that means that you are able to achieve it. Otherwise, the thought wouldn't be there in the first place. There are no unresourceful people. Everybody has resources. The only thing that prevents them from accessing those resources is when they're in an unresourceful state. So if a person feels unresourceful, they become unresourceful. Think about it. The results that you get in life are a consequence of the behaviours that you carry out. And one of the biggest things that influences your behaviour is the way you feel. So those feelings are the very things that stop people from having access to their own internal resources in that very moment. Think about it. We've all been in the position where we're feeling emotional. And in that very moment, we're unable to think clearly, to see clearly or find a solution or have access to what we need to move ourselves forward. When those emotions are no longer present, maybe after we've slept on it or we're feeling a bit better, it's like the solution is as clear as day. It was always there. The only thing that was blocking it was our state in the moment. So begin to adopt the mindset for both you and your clients that you have the ability to solve any problem, come to any solution and create any desired success in your own life. When you change the way you feel, you open up a whole new resourceful world that is already available to you. So when you are coaching people, it's about being able to identify what are the emotions that are getting in the way and then using the right techniques to help your clients release them. So the question for you to consider here is, if I knew everything that I desired was possible, how would I do things differently? As a coach, it's so important. You must have the belief that your clients can achieve the results that they have come to you for. Any limitations in your thinking will limit them and their results. Now, I spoke about this in last week's episode in much more detail. So I'll put a link in that to the show notes. So that is principle number two. Everyone already has the resources they need to succeed and to achieve their desired outcomes. On then to principle number three. The meaning of communication is the response that you get. So the meaning of communication is the response that you get. This one I absolutely love and it makes me chuckle. It's about taking total responsibility for your communication with everyone. How many times have you had a conversation with someone and the way that they interpreted what you said was not how you intended it? 
When you adopt this principle, gone are the days when you can say, oh my gosh, they don't get me. I didn't say to do X, Y or Z. They just clearly weren't listening. That is putting the responsibility onto other people to understand you. Instead, when you adopt this belief, it's an opportunity to consider your own communication and think about how you can deliver your message differently in a way that the other person fully understands it. Let me give you an example of this. So I recently went out for food and I had smoked salmon and cream cheese with some other bits. And I might be weird, but I hate raw fish. So when I have smoked salmon, I always ask for it cooked. Anyway, I asked the waitress for the smoked salmon and the cream cheese. I said, I know it's not normal, but could I have it cooked, please? Ten minutes later, the food came out and on my plate, I had raw smoked salmon and cooked cream cheese. <laughs> now, I could have thought or even said, she didn't get me. And in the past, that's probably what I would have thought. But when you choose to believe that the meaning of communication is the response that you get, it's up to you to change how you communicate rather than expecting other people to just get you and understand what it is that you're saying. When coaching others, this is super important because you want to make sure that your clients understand what you're saying to them, particularly when you're setting them any tasks. Otherwise, they could end up doing something completely different to what you actually had planned. And remember, if you ever find yourself in this position, there is no failure, only feedback. So the question to ask yourself is, how can I communicate my message differently so the other person or the other people understand it in the way that I intended it. It's about really becoming flexible in how you communicate with other people so you're not stuck in your own world and unwilling to budge. It's a really empowering way to live and it can actually be quite entertaining if you choose to look at it that way. When you ask yourself, you know, what did I communicate that caused that person to think that that's what I meant? Then it can be quite funny. Everyone is different and everyone will process what you say differently, which leads me nicely on to principle number four. The most important information about a person is their behaviour. Be honest here. Have you ever said to yourself that you're going to do something, but then you didn't? Maybe you had all good intentions, yet they didn't actually follow through or you didn't follow through with them. Behaviour is such a powerful piece of information. It's feedback about you and it's feedback about your clients. Saying that you'll do something is one thing, doing it is another. When the two things are not happening, then something is clearly not in alignment. And that could be any number of factors. So you would need to dig a little deeper to find out what's actually going on. Is there a limiting belief that presents them from doing it or negative emotions that stop them from following through with the action needed? Is the goal really the goal? Do they really want it or is it just something that they think they should do? Do they maybe have an internal conflict? You know, part of them wants it, but the other part doesn't and it plays out as being inconsistent. Does their motivation come and go? And this applies to both yourself and to people that you're coaching or working with. So you can use the feedback on a personal level and also as information to assist others with their results. See, here's the thing, talk is cheap. We can all talk the talk, but the question is, are we walking it? If not, why not? 
I'm also going to put a link in the show notes to a previous podcast where we spoke about the motivation cycle. So if you haven't heard it yet, I think you'll find that one useful to answer questions about why motivation comes and goes. So that's principle number four. The most important information about a person is their behaviour. Finally, then, principle number five. Respect other people's model of the world. Everyone's is unique. Now, by model of the world, what I mean is your reality. So how you perceive the world outside of you. We are all completely different. There are literally no two people that will ever be the same, which is really wonderful because you really are a unique individual. Just think about that for a moment. Going back to the first principle that everyone already has the resources they need to succeed and achieve their desired outcomes. Your desires will only ever be yours and your clients' desires will only ever be theirs. Even if there are other people who have similar desires and goals, you have something that no one else does to offer the world. No one will ever do it in the way that you do it. And your version of that is available to you to have. So if you ever find yourself thinking that I have nothing to offer or, you know, what's special about me? Well, the answer really is that everything about you is special. There is literally no other human that will ever do what you do in the way that you do it. Now, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent and it really is worth mentioning because everyone has a gift to bring to the world. And it's such a shame when people don't do that to not live your truth and let others benefit from it too. So going back to principle number five, respect other people's model of the world. Everyone's is unique. Everything that's happening outside of you, everything that you see, hear, feel, smell and taste is interpreted through your own unique lens, your own perspective of reality. Think about it generally. We all have different accounts of the same events because we can only ever see the event through our own eyes, our own model of the world. We all have different pasts, the memories that go with them, beliefs, things that are important to us, things that motivate us, our personality types, our way of thinking. So we all respond differently and have different opinions about life and the experiences that we have in it. This principle is about respecting other people's model of the world. So even those that are very different to yours. This doesn't mean that you have to agree with other people's model of the world. It's about respecting it. The saying never walk a man, not never walk a man, the saying never judge a man, I should say, until you've walked a mile in his shoes is really relevant here because unless you've lived that person's life, you've walked in their shoes, you have their beliefs, you have their memories, their emotions, the experiences... Without knowing that, you don't know whether or not you would make the same decisions that they make today. So even when you don't agree with them, just respect that that's their world. When it comes to coaching, you have to be able to reserve any judgment and appreciate that your clients may be approaching the world very differently to how you do. If you think that their way of doing something is wrong, then you're unable to help them. Any emotion that you feel about their world is always to do with you, not them. Now, another podcast that I recommend going back to is around projection, which will explain why it's to do with us and not them and why the line in this instance, it's me, it's not you, really, really is true. Now, some people don't necessarily like or want their own model of the world, which is why they may see you for coaching. There may be some things that they want to change. But if you were to tell them that their model of the world is wrong, they may well defend it. 
So for example, if someone were to come to you for coaching and they told you that all men are idiots, that's the belief that they have. And whilst it not may not be serving them and they don't want to believe it, that's what they believe right now. So if you were to tell them as the coach, well, it's simply not true. There are loads of lovely men out there. Then that's not respecting where they're coming from. And it will probably be rejected by them or it will just fall on deaf ears. Being able to meet a person in their world is the most effective way to take them step by step on a journey from where they are to where they want to be. I remember a story that I heard years ago. I have no idea where I heard it from or who told me it, but I love it and it represents this principle perfectly. There was a guy in a hospital who had some issues with his mental health. And one morning a nurse went into his room to tell him it was time to get dressed. Now, this man said that he couldn't get dressed. He was the captain on the ship and he had to look after it. He was steering the ship, so he had no time to get dressed. Now, the nurse could have told him to stop being silly, ignored what he said completely, and just told him that his model of the world was wrong. It simply wasn't true. What she actually did was respect his model of the world and meet him there. She did that by simply saying to him, that the rest of the staff and the passengers probably won't take him very seriously if he's steering the ship in his pyjamas. He agreed with this and so decided to get dressed. And I just absolutely love that because even though it wasn't necessarily the nurse's model of the world and she didn't agree with it, she respected it and she met him there without any judgment. So principle number five is to respect other people's model of the world, remembering that everyone's is unique. So to summarise today's principles, number one, there is no failure, only feedback. So go out there and make mistakes and learn from them so that you can adapt and grow and do things differently next time. Number two, everyone already has the resources they need to succeed and to achieve their desired outcomes. Know this for yourself, know this for your clients, that the only thing that prevents people from being, doing and having everything that they want is feeling unresourceful. When you identify and release the things that stop people from accessing their own internal resources, they're then able to tap into the resources they need to achieve everything they want. Number three, the meaning of communication is the response that you get. So rather than blaming other people for not understanding you, take responsibility and change the way that you communicate your message so that they do get what you're saying. Number four, The most important information about a person is their behaviour. If somebody is saying one thing and doing another, then it's an opportunity to investigate what's really going on because there isn't alignment. It's not about what we say, it's about what we do. And number five, respect other people's model of the world. Everyone is unique. So even when you don't agree with somebody, reserve judgment and appreciate that we're all coming at this thing called life with our own unique perspective of it. So, lovely people, thank you once again for spending your precious time with me. I hope you found it useful and you're able to take something positive away with you today. I really appreciate you tuning in every week and the lovely messages and comments that I receive are what really makes it worthwhile doing. So thank you once again and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode... I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.